everybody. My name is Joe Shelton and I'm a singer, songwriter, music producer, and recording artist from Indianapolis, Indiana. Over the last year, I've stepped out and performed music on over 200 stages. Along the way though, I met a lot of great people that I didn't expect to. They were inspiring artists and songwriters and musicians. And I want to share all of that inspiration with you. So that's what this show is about. Moonshine equals love. Shine and love on the music. Moonshine and music starts now. Welcome to episode one of season two of Moonshine and Music. Today's guest is David Garza, and I know you're going to love him. Before that, though, I want to talk a little bit about our shoot location. We are shooting now all the episodes at Books and Brews, which is a fabulous bookstore and brewery combo. I play a lot of shows at all the different Books and Brews location, but we are shooting the next episodes on September 16th at the main Books and Brews location. It's called the Mothership location. It's at I-69 and 96th Street in Indianapolis. So if you're interested in doing that, go to moonshineandmusic.com and you can find the exact address. Or, you know, if you already know where it is, stop by and watch the show. We'll be shooting at noon on September 16th. All right, let's get to today's interview with David Garza. Welcome to Moonshine and Music, David Garza. Hey, Joe. Thank you for it's having me. It's been a long man. time coming, bro. We've been, yeah. I'm working on it. We've been trying to get this set up for a while, yeah. I, I really dig the hat today, okay. by the way. Yeah. Did you wear it in my honor, or was it like uh, part of the... Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I knew Joe Shelton would uh, appreciate the hat. hat, so yeah. Well, you know, that's the that's yeah. the, the, the key is to have a good hat. Like, yeah. um, Carrie Ray, she like set the standard yeah. for hats, and it still is going to probably stay I out. saw that. She has that nice I, fedora. She has She's a like, Stetson hat. The like, Stetsons, yeah, like yeah. the open road hats. So, like you know, yeah. I went out and looked at those because they're really cool, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, I can't buy a Stetson hat." I mean, I wish I could. Yeah, you know, if you guys can give me like fifty million more viewers, we might be able to get a sponsor <laughs> that can just like get Stetson to give us a hat. Yeah, Stetson as a sponsor, be, and if they good. did, then that would be great. That'd we be have great. Those. Yeah, um, this is also you, you get the honor of being the first one in Books and Brews. Books uh, and Brews, yeah. Books and Brews is uh, uh, got us all set up. Here to have the yeah. show. It feels like a Friday night here. It really does. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's that's the vibe we're 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 going for. We're not going to tell everybody that it's not Friday night, but <laughs> they're probably going to get the picture. It's Sunday after mass right now. So, so uh, David, let, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, where'd you grow up? Yeah, where'd you come gosh. from? Um, grew up in San Antonio, Texas. Texas is my home state. Uh, you know, spent pretty much my first 22 years there. Uh, and then it came to the Midwest. It's kind of a long story, and well, that's that's what we're looking for. It's a long bit, story, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Grew up in San Antonio. Uh, you know, uh, played music. Started playing when I was like nine or ten. Yeah, the guitar. The, uh, the, the nylon string guitar. Yeah, so yeah, it's a classical guitar. So like the 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 completely finger style. Finger or? style, you know, with the bear claws, you know, and the nails. I I'm actually fortunate enough to grow, you know, classical guitar hands, you know, claws. So. 
I can't, man. Yeah. Mine rip like all the time. Yeah. So you do like that acrylic or something? I, I don't do anything. anything. Yeah. They just they just hurt. Like, I use picks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But no, I, the, that's great that you can. But yeah. So the story there is like you know I I my sister took piano. Um, uh, you know, I was not really athletic. Maybe baseball was my best sport, you know, to this day. So, uh, you know, I was in a, we were at a Chinese restaurant, so, actually, and uh, I saw this uh, guy playing classical guitar, and it was, it was more up-end. It wasn't like a Chinese buffet or anything. It was like, you know, it was a little like, more up-end. It, it was, it's kind of a fine dining kind of Chinese thing. It wasn't thing. like Yippie's Buffet or whatever. No, no, there was no, like, sneeze guard and, like, you know, heat yeah. lamps or anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw this guy playing, like, classical, and he play, I think he was playing, like, Eric Clapton, like, uh, you know, arrangement, oh. and I was like, oh, I told my parents, like, this is something I want to do, so... So you know so they got that, they got that, me in lessons. That trump baseball. That trump baseball. Yeah, I could I, I could field okay, and you know it was, I hit decent, but I wasn't. You know, well, how, and this was really, age yeah. nine. This, yeah, this I was mean, about you know what you're in like fourth grade, fifth grade. Right. Yeah. So I kind of went down that path, and I've been playing. Did you have lessons since. then, or did they, I, they just got you a guitar? And yeah. So we so we found a teacher. Uh, I think it was through my sister's piano teacher. She uh, linked up with this guy from Minnesota. Uh, who's like a huge Beatles fan, but um, his name is Paul Harper. He taught me guitar for a good, gosh, a good five, six years, you know, until I was about high school age. Um, was took classical guitar lessons, so that's kind of the basis of it, you know. And then in terms of the, you know, the singing and the writing, that kind of came a little later, but um, you know, had some garage bands in middle school and middle school garage bands. Yeah. Now, if you if you're a fan of the show, you know that band names are a big thing for yeah. China music. So, what was the first band name? Well, you know, uh, we didn't have a actual band name. Um, we we so we, we were, we, we were, we were like called untitled? like the eighth grade band. You know, like oh. that was the we were the only eighth grade band. So it was a small school, admittedly. But oh, uh, I see. So yeah, so you know, we did that. You know, played with drummers and you know. So what was the first one that had a name other than uh, the eighth grade band? Probably. So my group in college, uh, I stayed in Texas for school there. Where'd you go? Uh, University Incarnate Word. It's uh, it's a private school there in San Antonio. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I stuck around home uh, for my undergrad, and uh, we were called Ellen and the Degenerates. We were kind of a Ellen and the Degenerates. Yeah, Ellen and the Degenerates. Stellar. It's still active on some days every three years or something. Oh, we get you, together you're, for a gig. You're one of those bands. Yeah, yeah we'll, that's we'll, cool. We'll call into commission, you know. The Blind Venetians, which was like mine that we never yeah. played together. Yeah, ever. we don't even see each other. So yeah. you know that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen you put a band show out there. I think you have a your guitar player. I did one this summer. Did you? Okay, yeah, I must have missed it. I'm sorry. You missed it. Mosey yeah. on Main. Uh, Mosey on Main. Yeah, okay. Lafayette. Yeah. You, you weren't there, but but then there were several people there. Yeah. There's a video of uh, one of the songs up if you're interested. Okay, in yeah, so, I'll look back for that, yeah. So you can just see the full band experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I just start, started playing, um, you know, in some garage bands and, you know, playing mostly like, you know, the... Soundtrack of the day, you know, Blink-182, Nirvana, you know, we did, we were just playing covers at that point. We weren't writing oh, our, right. yeah. our own stuff. But I mean, most of the time when you start out, you're not yeah. playing, I mean, especially yeah. young. Because your eighth grade band was yeah. not, you guys weren't writing eight, like, you know, epic no. uh, so, yeah, so eight, American so Pie style. It was kind of weird. I kind of had a weird gap there where I had a middle school band and then in high school, I just got really into acoustic music. So I, I mostly just played kind of by myself I had you know acoustic trio we do some things here and there and then I play, used to play with this lady at church I was kind of like her side guitar guy 
So I just I just started playing more acoustic music, kind of got into like that that thing. So like gospel well, and stuff, or you know, it it was a, it was a little more like you know Jack Johnson was kind of hitting ah, okay. early on at that time. So I was kind of listening to him, and you know, I never really got into Dave Matthews so much. I, mean, I don't want to offend the the Dave Matthews people out there, but <laughs> but I guess you know it was kind of that you do not want to offend. It, it was a whole Matthews. thing, yeah. But but you know, but my parents' music had always kind of been in the background. You know, my dad's music and. You know, so what was he into? What was the like, background music? You know, it was like we really, he liked a lot of like harmony stuff, like the classic rock stuff, like you know the Eagles and Simon and Garfunkel, and you know all that kind of like '70s gold stuff. You know, um, so, so then I kind of got into you know Jackson Brown and you know all these oh, great writers. Jackson Brown's awesome. So all these like kind of contemporary American writers, you know, in the '70s, and then you know, and then I kind of got in, you know, high school to college, I kind of got into like the Texas music scene, you know, the Texas music songwriting tradition. So, you know, guys like, you know, Towns Van Zandt and Guy Clark and Steve Earle, I love it. And uh, Rodney Crowell, you know, the, it, Lucinda Williams, you know, there's a bunch of people. So I said I got it, got into that really in that whole thing. And uh, I started writing, yeah, so I started writing in college, I'd say, you know, I didn't really write my stuff until you know, 21, 22, started writing songs. I went out to the Kerrville Folk Festival, actually, and, and uh, yeah, I'll tell you that story. And, oh, well, yeah, well yeah. hold on, before we get to that, you're, you're, when you start writing, when you first start writing the songs, did you uh, decide you were gonna write them in a certain style? You or know, did it just come to you, like, the way that you write? It was kind of organic, you know, I've never really, you know, I, I guess I kind of had my influences, and, um, you know, but it, the songs just kind of emerged, you know? I think I wrote, you know, the first song at 22 was at Kerrville, actually, um, which Kerrville, if anyone's ever heard of it or been, it's it's a giant folk festival in central Texas, and uh, it's it's been going on for, like, gosh, over 30 years now, but it's on a ranch, and people camp, and they have, you know, song circles at night, and there's people, there's super pros there, you know, there's, you know, professional musicians and artists, and and there's just people that just kind of come along and play. And we were like young kids. I went out with some friends in college and we kind of, you know, we got, we were, you know, we had, you know, our Ryan Adams cover or our, you know, Josh Ritter cover. And we, we had some harmony parts we worked out and stuff. So we were, I was always interested in harmony and stuff. But, you know, I maybe have one or two of my own songs in my back pocket. But I got, I got to listen to all these other people at different levels, you know, some just starting out, some, you know, really pro. And I was like, you know, I think I could do this. And it was very encouraging of like, the original music. I think it's part of that culture there. But yeah, Kerrville Folk Festival is definitely part of like that Texas music scene. And I think they do like a new folk winner every year. If you mm-hmm. do the competition, you know, there are people like so, James, James McMurtry have won. And were you in it? I've never did the contest. No, oh. we just went out and hung out and camped and met some nice people. But so that, that kind of kicked off the whole like you could do this dude kind of thing uh-huh. you know and then I started really writing from there on and it was the songs were just kind of like what I saw it was like very observational you know um, like John Prine you know kind of Tex-Mex John Prine you know like you know I'd see you know I'd write songs about San Antonio and you know, the ice cream man, and you know, the uh, you know, I was kind of comedic, you know, I like that. So, like, I, I grew up in Indiana, yeah. but you had the ice cream man, was he on a bicycle, like with a little cooler on the front? Yeah, so there was the same the, kind the, of thing. The, the, he, there was a push cart, right, which was oh, one thing, cart. and then the okay. bicycle was another. The you bicycle know. thing was huge around here, like, we'd yeah, have, he'd have like the like white frozen cooler, yeah, thing. yeah, and you know, there's that the type of ice cream. Yeah, yeah, with like a block of ice like at the start of the day and then, you know, <laughs> right. it's 100 degrees outside and they have all the flavors listed on the side. But they, 
Yeah. Um, and, and, and they always have like the rocket, like the rainbow rocket. Yeah. Um, so, so that's so that's like the Indiana and, version of it. But like oh, the, the South Texas was like just fruit flavors, and they were called paletas. So it was like, and they had you, sometimes they had the flavors in English, but you know mostly in Spanish, and you know the coconut and pina, all these different colors flavors. Um, so yeah, so it was like I I wrote a song about that, and I don't know where that came from, but it was just kind of stuff I'd see, and you know. You know, I always like the yeah. uh, the strawberry shortcake. The strawberry shortcake, yeah. You know that yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. We could talk about food for the next half an hour. I can always yeah. talk about food. I mean, I didn't get this way, but not like a food. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. Um, so when you grew up in Texas yeah. and you started migrating, what was the migration was after college? What did you graduate with a yeah, degree Yeah, okay. In? So, yeah, I, I was kind of didn't know what I wanted to do, you know, in college. You know, I was I was a pretty mediocre student in high school. I wasn't really focused. But, um, you know, this music was always kind of going on, and it was a big part of who I was. And it, uh, so, you know, I decided to stay in town and go to college. And I, I was, like, pre-med at one point. I was a bio major. And then, and then uh, you know, I was, like, thinking about majoring music. But I don't like, like... I didn't like the constraint of that, you know. It's too. I didn't, I'm not like a theory nerd, you know. So um, it just that, that is that really a thing. The, thir- the theory. The nerd? theory. Well, there's people that just are like musical minds that can do the circle wheels and tell you everything. You know, I, I didn't get real jazzed up about that. The, yeah, play, but, play the play the one three four. Yeah, know. I'd rather just like foolishly discover it and think it's. I discovered it, and you know, but somebody could tell me, oh no, that's just the dominant seventh or the, you know. Flat sixth or whatever. <laughs> right. But so yeah. I love it when they tell me that and I'm just like, really? Awesome. Yeah, I know, that's cool. I don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> there's a scale, there's, you know. Uh, yeah, so, so I, I, so I took a philosophy class and I got really interested in just, uh, you know, philosophy and uh, the classics. I started reading a lot of the classics and, and I, I found some good teachers there and I just kind of like the life of the mind kind of thing and reading a lot of books and. So what, what's um, your like? I mean, you know, now we've traveled off into another area. Yeah, I love what kind. Yeah. What's your favorite like uh, nonfiction book? Non. Oh gosh. We're, we're gonna take you to like something that's harder than non nonfiction. Yeah. You know, I was reading like a lot of books on. You know, I, I found a lot of poetry then too, which is kind of I guess works into kind of the songwriting in college. Um, you know, like um, Neruda, I kind of read a lot of Neruda, and uh, um, Rumi, who was like a Sufi poet, mystic in the 13th century, kind of got real into his poetry, and uh, yeah, I, I just, just all those anthologies, you know, like Robert Bly did a lot of anthologies, and um, yeah, yeah like I got, I got real giant, like the big, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nor- got, Norton anthology. Norton anthologies. That's been brought up that. twice by a Texas person in the oh, show. Oh, really? Joe Martin Rickey. Teaches yeah. from the because he's a, a professor. Yeah, he teaches from the Norton anthology. Oh, that's right. I did catch that episode. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can, maybe you can like cross link this, this episode. Like, yeah. Look at this man. Yeah. Like this, but it, you can glass. tag it. You can tag it. Right. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Norton anthology. Norton anthology. Yeah. yeah. No. Just we a lot need of those people to sponsor us too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why not? I got so I, I got interested in a lot of like you know there's always the poetry and I like the you know the <laughs> the you know topics on you know. You know the existentialist I kind of got into too, and and then I, I was always kind of interested in like, you know, political science and sociology as well. So I kind of got a minor in sociology too, and then I kind of got interested in like public issues and public policy. So that kind of led my graduate studies, you know, out of philosophy because I got a degree in philosophy and I knew I didn't. It's like teaching, or you know, what? What do you do? Go to law school or something? So I, I don't <laughs> well, go. I mean, you know, Socrates. Yeah. Well, how did he get paid? Right. Uh, uh, just by corrupting the, the youth of Athens. <laughs> you know, I guess. And he was a philosopher. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Um, 
But how did how did you end up migrating to to the Midwest? What happened? Yeah, so so it, it's it's a love story, I guess. There's a love story. Yeah, See, that I, that's what we're here for. That's what we're all here for. Yeah. So so I uh, yeah the, the the Christina who I'm with I, I don't want to name her. Maybe you can edit her out. I don't want to embarrass her. She'd be turning red here if I said her name. But anyways, she's from Chicago originally. We met in uh-huh. San Antonio. And, um, uh, you know, I was looking to go to graduate school at that point. I'd been kind of playing around musically and mostly just in a variety band. And it was fun. And I learned a lot. I, but um, I kind of knew I wanted to continue, you know, my studies. And she had finished one year of, like, volunteering. So, you know, I was trying to, you know, I wanted to kind of have another experience and leave, you know, leave Texas for a little bit and so I went and studied up in Chicago and she, she, we moved back up to Chicago and I was at Loyola University up there and then at that point I was you know studying public policy I was in a master's program so um, that's a great school yeah it was a good experience you know it was a little unconventional you know I was a grad student there it was I was kind of working part-time but it was good it was a good little program I mean it was a small size program and you know it was very beneficial so I kind of got got pulled into the Midwest, and then you know, my I got a job doing you know like more urban planning work here in Indiana. I got a job offer, so so that's how I got to Indiana. You know, I'd only just driven through like on the way to Nashville, or so you know. <laughs> so you and, know, and now you love it here. Now right? I'm a I'm a Hoosier through and through. I guess I don't know. I don't know. You seem pretty Texan to me. I'm pretty Texan, but yeah, (laughs) you once hear Texan, always a Texan, but Uh, yeah. But but the people here, people here in Indiana, have been really great and uh, supportive. Yeah. Just me uh, me, on a personal level, you know, during through work and you know through friendships and you know through the music scene, you know, met a lot of great people and yeah, it's been it's been a good good time spent here and. And uh, yeah, I look forward to making so more music here. When are we going to hear your first record happen? When are we going to get that solo record? Out? Yeah, so that's uh, so that's in the works. I, hopefully by the end of the year, um, I'm going to go into a stu- studio here, and I got some tracks in Texas I need to get from a lady. I started I started a recording project in Texas, and uh, um, the, uh, the the gentleman recording me unfortunately passed, so, oh. so I have to work with his wife. Uh, so she has she has all the tracks and stuff. So I I started a four track project there, but that was you know the Paletta Man and some of the earlier songs I was writing at the time. Um, but I've been songwriting you know I've been writing ever since between you know all the moves and transitions and. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've just gotten really into songwriting again. And so you gonna do like a full length or an EP or what's your? Uh, I'm thinking a full length. I got at least 22, 24 songs oh, that are ready okay. to cut. So I so maybe you have do like a double length, a double album. Yeah, like uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like the uh, some kind of epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah some concept awesome. album or something. But there you no, go. Yeah, the songs have just been accumulating, so I need to get concept Texas to Texas to Texas Hoosier, to Texas to Hoosier the, or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that would work. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to cutting a lot of those songs, and maybe I'll, I'll play some of those today. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think it's time to play some. So uh, are you fired up and ready to go? Well, let's do it, yeah. All right, man. Thanks for coming hey, on the show. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me, buddy. And we'll be right back with David Garza right. and his musical talents. Next week on Moonshine and Music, Catherine Nagy will join us at Books and Brews for a nice little sit-down interview and some fantastic music that sounds like this. I can't think of another plan I'd rather love tonight To lay here I start wondering why Won't you touch me And take all my worries 
a this is a song uh, about rock and roll. Uh, it's called "Oh Lord, It's Rock and Roll." Uh, it's kind of a narrative folk song of sorts, uh, talking about the history of rock and roll. song uh, about gas stations. It's called Corner Store here. I've been kicking this one around for a few years. I 
Selling packs to those Kansas sticks to those Country hicks like me So I can take my wife to Lowe's and buy a brand new seat. I said, Jim, well, I don't handle that, but if you like, you can buy my band CD. Last one here. This is this is a newer one here. Um, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard making art, and uh, sometimes it's very easy making art. Um, so this is kind of a song about that, and uh, it's a little tongue in cheek, but it's a song of encouragement for my friends that try and do it. It's called uh, "Play Your Own Damn Songs."
Nice job today, David. I love the performance. And um, of course, I love that song, Corner Store. You can play that anytime you want. I mean, you can come back on the show, jump into other people's episodes, and play that three, four times, whatever. It's all good. I love Corner Store. Anyway, uh, I, I want to give a little shout out for this week's excitement. We're going to uh, have a big show. I'm playing at the Washington Street Festival, the old Washington Street Festival, up in Muncie, Indiana, my hometown. So come on up there and watch the show. Hang out. You'll love the festival. It's fantastic. Lots of music, lots of artwork, uh, and a just a, a fantastic fun time on a, a weekend up in Muncie, Indiana. Also, on next week's show, if you stop in, you're going to have our little visit with Catherine Nagy, and you're going to hear all of her great tunes that she pulls out, and she has a phenomenal voice. So I highly recommend you show up next week and every week right here on Moonshine and Music. Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment. All rights reserved, copyright 2018. Our producer for today's show was Joe Shelton. Our cameraman, grip, and stunt double was Brent Smith. Thank you for joining us. And join us here next Sunday for Moonshine and Music. <laughs>